Hey, welcome. The podcast version of the mystical fantasy folklore about me, Dr. Apples. That's right, me. What are you doing? I'm podcasting. No, you're not. Yes. No, you're not. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. No. 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 Give it. You give it. You give it. Give it. Fine. You podcast then. I'll go check on my cold press juice. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Each year around his birthday, Dr. Apples is presented a doll. The style of the doll and pillow tends to change, but they all resemble his mother and have her essence. 74 dolls later, still no mother. I am now responsible for the safekeeping of them. An assistant's job is never done. I don't know if or how often he looks at them, but they are truly a beautiful collection of figures. They all have different styles, and I I assume they represent a part of his mother's personality, but I don't dare to ask. Oh, those days before his birthday are the days I loathe. This is beyond reprehensible. I get clue after clue and these damn things keep showing up. Now my powers are weakening whenever I project. Every time I feel so close, I'm further away. Of course, a new doll appears. There's no use of trying to film it or staying awake. The doll simply appears somewhere around him when no one is around. This is the time when Dr. Apples is at his most sadistic. I don't even order birthday cake anymore. Jeez, and I think the gray hairs are getting to him too. Now let me explain a bit about how Dr. Apples got to this point. He wasn't always this crazy. Many assume negative things about him. He's a villain, grouchy, egotistical, cheap, vain, pretentious, blah, blah, blah. Yes, 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 he's all of these. But it doesn't mean his knowledge is incorrect. You have to understand the fundamentals of the character to root for them. So let's start when he was a lad. Now allow me to elucidate while I insert some alliteration when necessary, while I'll educate. Born in New Orleans, Louisiana on October 31st, 1928, Dr. Apples was an observant, stoic, yet happy lad. He enjoyed being an adventuresome child. His fondest memories involved him playing with wooden trains, napping while his mother made potions, and playing with his pet piggy bank. He never outgrew the piggy bank thing. He was raised by his mother and wasn't acquainted with his father, for reasons understood by all parties. Although intriguing is not the basis for this tale. Rumors went around about how he was some sort of a demon or voodoo sorcerer, as the locals called it. The stories varied from person to person. People were afraid to bring up the topic for fear that his father might come and get him. They were simple like that back then, forgive them. The black folks there may have been manumuted physically, but not mentally. Plus, bring his daddy up and he gets back to his mama, Miss Lisette Barul, and that would mean you would no longer need her services. <laughs> she was a stylish one, that Miss Barul. 
It was something which rubbed off on Dr. Apples, but not in the beginning. Brows bumped together in a scowl. His frown touched the earth, but those big brown eyes were so cute staring at his mother when he wore his first suit. He clenched his fist in distaste. She noticed and made no reaction to the pout. She kissed his heated forehead. Her touches were euphoric anointings from sheriffs. Ah, uh, je t'aime, ma pomme. Je t'aime. <laughs> Her almond skin naturally glowed. His face remained the same. Es-tu mon vieil homme en colère? She bent down and made direct eye contact with him. Her dark hair, soft as baby's lamb, hit his face for a moment. She kissed his cheek. Monsieur Pum. He stared intensely, trying to fight her joke. <laughs> I'm not an old man, Mama. He thought. I do look old. I'm an old apple. He cracked. <laughs> Soon, her giggles became his giggles. Her laughter was peace to his soul. He never admitted it, but eventually, he liked dressing up. Back then, he would demand to have his newsboy's hat available when going out. And now, I have to buy ascots each month online. His mother never cared what they thought. She was a beautiful, independent soul. It was something about those chocolate eyes you had to allow her into your soul to be able to observe the different hues within her irises. Yes. Her white smile complimented the joy she brought when you were near her. I can feel that from the dolls. With her supernatural abilities, she always had this deposition about her. She knew what was going to transpire before oh, it happened. No. Because of this, it was difficult to get a rise from her. She was into hoodoo, not voodoo, and helping ail those who were open to consulting with her during her daily walks. That was a five-mile walk within town with stops in between. She walked with a Belber leather doctor handbag that kept her potions. Expensive accessory, but she wasn't concerned. The locals ostracized her because she didn't talk like them, but still showed respect in her presence. Although she knew what they said about her behind her back, she was benefiting financially charging the locals thrice the amount to heal, prevent, and treat illnesses like mm. smallpox, malaria, cholera, and other so illnesses much. the local doctors couldn't rectify. These were illnesses that were eradicated up north, but not down here. The doctors were palliative, but none as powerful as Miss Barul. <laughs> Thank you so Her services were welcomed, but only discreetly. They were never mentioned in public, nor in church, yet many people kept their hoodoo dolls made by Miss Barul. These dolls would be affixed to the clothing which they would even wear in public. No one spoke about their protective grigri, but chose to go about their everyday lives ignoring where the sympathetic magic came from. Miss Barul was okay with this arrangement. The locals found her and Dr. Apples abstruse, so no one bothered to befriend them. She enjoyed her privacy. He gave her time to write. Her heart craved to heal, and this was the place to spread her love. There were many young children she watched form from their mother's bellies and grow around her. She felt their spirits and the potential love they could spread. They were innocent. She knew their fate was certain death if she moved away, so she stayed. Segregation was the norm and even this community had doctors, but they were not as educated nor experienced as non-ethnic doctors. 
Miss Barul stayed for the kids around her and her son. She knew New Orleans was a safe enough haven and she had the reputation, resources, and connections here to raise Dr. Apples into a fine young man. His mother was fully aware he had supernatural gifts within him, but wanted him to be patient and let the gifts occur naturally. <laughs> Patience from Dr. Apples. <laughs> oh man, now that's a learning curve we're still working on today. Anywho, lying on the comfy sofa with bright focused eyes, a 10 year old Dr. Apples watched his mother conjure spells and create potions to heal the ignorant locals. He took in as much knowledge as possible. He knew back then there was a need for magic in this simple world. Whether considered good or bad, it was all necessary. As spooked as many of the locals were about castings, conjurings, and spells, they welcomed any form of the craft when the prayers and medicines from doctors didn't work. The locals, self-righteous with particular religious perspectives, when faced with following their good teachings of the church versus results, religion wasn't really that convenient. During this time, many black folks were still trying to grasp the concept of having freedom in the South. Going to church was a norm. It was expected. Still, judging Miss Barul for not attending services was top on the list. need to go to church. How simple-minded. Instinctively, Dr. Apples kept to himself. He saw nothing in common with the locals. His mother nudged him to socialize a bit. Even though she didn't, she wanted something different for him. It would allow him to become more open to others than just her. Who knows, the locals may surprise him. I mean, maybe Dr. Apples should cave in. If so, what could he learn from them? Are the locals just misunderstood, ignorant, or are they secretly dangerous? And that wraps up another fantastical tale with Dr. Apples. But the journey continues. Click subscribe, and not only will you be substantially more intelligent, but you won't miss a thing. Visit DrApples.com where the magic never ends. See you in the next episode. Don't forget to keep those apples crisp.